This podcast is for general educational and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered medical, practice management, legal, investment, or other professional advice. No one should act or refrain from acting based on this podcast without obtaining appropriate professional advice. We want, like Dr. Stern emphasized, screen everyone, and there is no better tool than colonoscopy to directly visualize the inside of one's colon. So clearly there is a need for uh, more uh, uh, you know, options in terms of how you prep for a colonoscopy. And clearly, Hygieia Care uh, has a role here. Welcome to Gastro Broadcast, presented by Gastrologic, your GI-specific group purchasing and business development partner. I'm your host, Dr. Naresh Gunaratnam. Today, I'll be talking to Dr. Pradeep Bakal from Ohio Gastroenterology and Liver Institute in Cincinnati, and Dr. William Buddy Stern from Capital Digestive Care in Washington, D.C. As you may know, March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. My colleagues are here to tell me more about an innovative colonoscopy preparation program that their practices are using. Dr. Bacall and Dr. Stern, thank you for joining me on Gastro Broadcast. Great. Glad to be here. Thank you. So, Dr. Bacall, how important is it for a patient to get screened for colorectal cancer? I think it's extremely important. Colorectal cancer is still probably the third commonest diagnosed cancer and the second most common cause of cancer death. Uh, more importantly, there's a trend towards uh, the cancer deaths being the number one cause for people under 50 years of age. Uh, even though there has been a slightly uh, redu- slight reduction in the incidence of colorectal cancer amongst the elderly, primarily because of uh, uh, increased screening, uh, there is a, a troubling trend towards uh, an increasing incidence of colorectal cancer, especially in people under 50 years of age. So I think it's extremely important that patients be screened for colorectal cancer. Great. Um, Dr. Stern, what is the industry standard for prepping patients for colonoscopy? Is the traditional prep a barrier in terms of getting more people screened? A great question. I just want to add on to what Dr. Bacall said. As people may have heard last year, the actor Chadwick Boseman died from colon cancer at age 43. He was diagnosed at age 39. And last summer, the American Cancer Society reduced the recommended screening age from 50 to 45. And one of the impediments why some people say they don't get a colonoscopy is they're concerned about the prep. The traditional prep uh, actually, when I first started practice, was drinking a gallon of liquid. It has improved since then, and now we split the dose, but it's uh, split between the night before and early in the morning of the procedure. So patients are up a lot of the night running to the bathroom, don't get much sleep, and um, they complain about it. And some patients have problems just drinking it down, it makes them nauseous and vomit. So there, there is a need for an alternative prep. And uh, as you may understand, if the colon's not squeaky clean, we can't examine it correctly. Dr. Bacall, the makers of stool-based tests make a big deal about how bad the prep is for colonoscopy. Can you talk about how Hygieia Care may be an innovation? Well, and um, as uh, Dr. Stern stated, Uh, We all know that uh, there's a a small population of people who are either unwilling or unable to take the PrEP. So clearly, Hygieia Care with Hygieia PrEP uh, is almost a game changer in terms of uh, 
uh, the availability of one more tool in our toolkit. The patients uh, present about an hour or two prior to the procedure. The prep is performed on the day of the procedure. It's convenient. They don't have to be up all night. And uh, within about 45 minutes to an hour, they're prepared and ready to undergo the procedure. So it's definitely uh, one more tool in our uh, toolkit. Do you find the quality of the prep is as good as someone who had taken a standard prep? It's about uh, 97 percent. You know, the multiple multiple studies uh, have uh, indicated that uh, the satisfaction amongst providers uh, with the, the quality of the prep is about 97 percent. Um, Dr. Stern, your practice recently opened up the Hygieia Care Center. How did you arrive at that decision to bring that into your practice? Well, I first saw Hygieia Care, Hygieia Prep several years ago at one of the gastroenterology meetings and got interested in it. And um, we at Capital Digestive Care are the predominant GI practice in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. And uh, people look to us for innovation and alternatives. And uh, we brought it to our group, and we thought that this would be a good alternative. As Dr. Bacall said, there are a number of patients who either don't want to take the PrEP or, or don't get a good PrEP with it. And so uh, we decided to uh, go with Hygieia Care, and we're probably the most recently open. We just opened on January 1st of this year. Dr. Bacall, uh, you've had experience with some people who've had the PrEP. Um, what, are your, what kind of feedback are you getting from your patients? You know, I can I can you know tell from our own personal experience from uh, our family members having procedures over the years. Uh, you know, there's a close family member who underwent hygiene care, and uh, she swears that uh, that was the best uh, prep that she's had because you know the previous experience having to take the prep overnight uh, it was not very pleasant. And so, anecdotally, there's numerous instances uh, within family members and outside of that who have been extremely satisfied. And we have looked at surveys very closely over the last, uh, I want to say, a couple of years since we instituted uh, Hygieia Care in our practice. Almost unanimously, uh, the feedback has been that uh, they would do it again uh, when their turn comes up for their next surveillance. Well, that's outstanding. Can you just talk about how exactly the prep is done, more of the mechanics? Well, the patient arrives and uh, they are seated in a basin. It's called a basin. It's, uh, it's actually a specialized uh, uh, seat. Uh, they lay on that and uh, a, a fully trained technician inserts a sterile nozzle uh, into the rectum and uh, warm tepid water is passed through the colon by gravity. It takes approximately 45 minutes or so and uh, the water as it passes through the colon, uh, it loosens up the stool and preps the patient uh, for a colonoscopy. And they're ready to go when the water appears clear uh, as it passes out. Uh, when I say passes out, the, the patient can actually observe the effluent coming out. And when it's clear, they're ready for the procedure. Oh, that's really great. Dr. Stern, your practice is one of the few hygiene care centers in the U.S. Do you think we'll see more widespread adoption in the future? I do think so. I think that uh, patients are looking for alternatives. Uh, as March is colorectal cancer uh, awareness month, we want everyone to get screened. We know it reduces the incidence of colon cancer and colon polyps when you get screened. And uh, we want to make sure to get away from any hurdles that prevent patients from getting screened. Um, I can tell you that uh, I'm having a colonoscopy in about three weeks and I'm going to use the Hygieia Care prep. 
the other reason that uh, practices may want to adopt it is we also use it, it's called Hygieia Relief for chronic constipation. So it, it can be used for other things other than just the colonoscopy prep. Hopefully we can live stream your colonoscopy on Facebook, right? Like Katie, gonna... Katie Kirk did that. So. That's right. That's right. Chronic constipation is a real good indication, you know. Yeah. You know, we're beginning to see, you know, in the beginning, some of us physicians were reluctant to recommend, uh, you know, hygiene care or hygiene prep. But uh, slowly we're beginning to realize that, you know, it's not a bad thing. You know, there are people who just can't have a good bowel movement, satisfying bowel movement, and they struggle. Yeah. And uh, that's why they resort to all kinds of colonics and other things. And uh, if this can be done uh, in, a, in, a, in a clean, uh, supervised uh, setting, I, I don't think uh, anybody can argue against that. No, absolutely. I think there is a subset that who kind of suffer in silence because uh, it's not something you announce or talk about and but there are a lot of people i think uh, if if you do this in a very professional way that it becomes regular part and improves quality of life and decreases you know their obviously these people who are you know go once a week or once every other week there are a lot of those people who whose lives are miserable and you know their social interactions are bad and they're depressed and so forth so i think these are the indirect benefits i think that we can gain from this but buddy correct me if i am wrong in in the dc area i'm pretty sure that there's a lot more people than in cincinnati who are busy lawyers or you know <laughs> elected officials who don't want to waste a whole night drinking the prep going to the bathroom they might be the ones who might be on a clear liquid diet the night before come into a hygiene care site, get prepped, have the colonoscopy, perhaps, you know, even though we recommend not to, they might even go back to work. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think so. And, you know, right now, because it's not reimbursed by insurance, you need to have, you know, the, the type of patients who are willing to pay out of pocket. Um, so we're certainly in that area. For both of you, can each of you uh, comment, um, why would any other practice think about getting Hygieia Care into their system? You, you, both of your groups are very innovative. If I was thinking about doing this here on Gastro, what would you tell me to convince me to do this? Uh, should I take the question first? Sure. Well, you know, all of us have experienced this. There is always a small subset of patients who are either, uh, you know, very wary of having to take the prep. They have spoken to friends who have not tolerated the prep uh, at night. And many of them, especially the elderly, and for some reason, women just can't handle the volume of the prep. Even with the split prep, half the volume, they still have issues with taking the prep. And we want, like Dr. Stern emphasized, screen everyone. And there is no better tool than colonoscopy to directly visualize the inside of one's colon. So. Clearly, there is a need for uh, more uh, uh, you know, options in terms of how you prep for a colonoscopy. And clearly, Hygieia Care uh, has a role here. And uh, I do believe that. And uh, it may not apply to 100% of the patients, but a good 16, 20% of the patients that we have seen in our own practice. I would just add to that any practice that's interested in looking at it is welcome to come to any one of the five centers in the country to personally look at it. Uh, we actually sent our chief tech to Austin to get trained. Um, and I think that if someone is interested, they probably should get together. I'm not sure a single or a small group of gastroenterologists are enough to support it. I think you need to either have 
one large group or have several groups get together. I mean, it is an investment and it, uh, at the present time, it's not reimbursed by insurance, but we're hoping as more and more patients get uh, treated with it, that insurance will start reimbursing it also. That's great. I'd love to have you come back and talk to us after you've had the uh, colonoscopy <laughs> to get your experiences. You know, I've seen pictures of the the contraption, but is it brought? Where is it set situated in your practice, and how many people can be done at the same time? Is it one? We, well, we built a, a separate suite in our in the building where um, one of our division. I'm in the division in Rockville. Probably we have the most physicians there, about 20 physicians um, or providers, physicians and APPs. And it's a separate suite. And there are actually three endo centers within the, the two buildings, between the building we're in and the building next door. Um, so we, we built it to have four chairs. We're starting with just two because we just started. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope to get up to four chairs. And what do you have in Cincinnati? We have five chairs. And uh, in retrospect, we should have split that amongst two different sites. Uh, you know, you can you can have a patient go through this uh, every two hours. So if you have three chairs, you know, if you're a center or a site where uh, procedures are done 7.30 or 7 a.m. till 3 or 4, whatever time, you, you can cycle through a lot of patients uh, because, you know, the turnaround is not that much because they have to clean the contraption of the equipment. Uh, but uh, if I have to recommend this to someone, I would say start with three chairs if you are a four, three or four room center. And then uh, if you have more than one site, split it among sites. In, even though theoretically patients can have the hygiene prep done in one site and then travel by car and get the colonoscopy done elsewhere. Uh, some patients are very queasy about that. They think that there might be some leakage, even though I'm being told that in practice that doesn't happen. I've had patients who had, you know, we, I go to two different sites uh, who had uh, IGI care at the main site and got the procedure done at the other place. Uh, they did not complain, but uh, you know, mentally thinking about it, you would feel like, you know, hey, if I'm gonna get cleaned in a site, at a site, I would rather just walk down the hallway and get the procedure done right there. And that is the most convenient aspect of this whole process. I come in, you know, come at seven o'clock by 10 o'clock, 10.30, I'm done with everything, prep and the colonoscopy. We've, we've actually had a fair number of patients, if you're familiar with the DC metro area, Rockville's a s- suburb and um, Michael's division, which has an office in Chevy Chase in DC, they've had some of the, and they have endo centers at both places. Um, we've had a number of patients go down there. You know, it's good half hour, to Chevy Chase and maybe 40 minutes to downtown DC and they didn't complain. They wanted hygiene care and they came up to Rockville. Um, and, you know, in the Washington area, a lot of people will live in the suburbs and work downtown. So that's not uh, unusual for them. And during COVID, there's a lot less traffic, so it's easier to get downtown. But we, we've actually had a number of patients do that, travel like that. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot depends on you know the physicians you know how well they are uh, not promoting it, but you know thinking of it. You know you got to be thinking of it, otherwise you're not going to uh, you know prescribe a hygiene as a prep because a lot of us see patients and we're not thinking of anything else. We're so dependent on our medical assistants and others to set this up. You know we don't care how you get it done, kind of thing. 
but uh, in a but there is a subset of patients you walk out of the office you know the doctor might suggest a colonoscopy they are sitting there thinking oh my god last time i had to take the prep i didn't sleep all night i threw up i just can't do it anymore yeah i had one patient and this was her third colonoscopy and after the first two she says i'm not doing it unless there's another prep and she had it and she says i'll never go back to the old prep again oh wow well uh, thank you both for joining us today it's uh, great to hear how your practices are innovating uh, and moving gastroenterology forward. So we really appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. And just remember to get screened. Thank you for listening to the Gastro Broadcast. Find new episodes through Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. For information about our hosts, guests, and supporters, visit gastrobroadcast.com. Produced by Steadfast Collaborative.